two big wins back to back home stands uh, whose house we must protect this house two big wins against okc and denver the two and the three seed or the two and the four seed wherever they are two big wins i mean we can play really well at home when we shoot well i mean something about okc lamarcus aldridge just loves um but today very special episode we got big al gomes in the house he's gonna hang out and talk with us about you know everything spurs basketball you know when it comes to the schedule when it comes to Kawhi leonard when it comes to pop you know when it comes to these young guys like lonnie walker and and you know what we thought about Powell's exit you know we're going to talk about all this and more so stay tuned but first Sirenova, drop that beat <laughs> special day for spurs nation i got big al gomez in here with me what's up al what's going on rob how's it hanging where are you at right now i'm living in austin texas man uh it's funny you ask i'm thinking back to how we met um i remember showing up to a playoff game in high school right yeah and Seeing next, seeing you next to a seven foot dude from Central Mexico. That's right. Nico. And having to guard that dude, <laughs> and I kind of hated you for it for yeah. some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> but fast forward five years, and we run into each other playing pickup ball at college. Yeah. And here we are, man. Yeah. Those of y'all that don't know, Big Al and I played against each other in Big Us Five A High School Texas basketball. And it was like we met we met each other like in the third round. It was the third round, right? It was district divisional divisional uh, divisional round. Yep, yeah. that's correct. Yeah, so we met you on third round. We advanced. Y'all didn't. Y'all put up a good effort. We won on the road. Something good that the Spurs we can't lost, do. This we lost season. by forty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something that the Spurs couldn't do this season was win on the road. Hey, so let's get right into it. Hey, Pau Gasol, he's gone. He is no longer a San Antonio Spur, and you know what, Rob? I I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it either. It's I, I it's been a long season for him. I feel like he's he came into the season, and everything from the outside looking in seemed that we wanted to go uh, big, right? We're gonna start. We're gonna start Powell and Lamarcus for the for the first like nine games of the season. I think we were starting those two guys. And we were huge. And we had Rudy Gay. And then we had Derek White, DeMar DeRozan. No, we had Bryn Forbes, DeMar DeRozan, Rudy Gay, LaMarcus Aldridge, Pau Gasol. It was such a huge lineup. And it was such a effective high-low game. But then he got hurt. And he missed like 20-some games. Remember he hurt his foot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And uh, unfortunately enough, um, speaking of Bryn Forbes... Friday, March 1st, right calf contusion, and we are evaluating options. So it looks like, you know, speaking of key players, we have been, I think we've had quite a few players with long seasons so far, to say the least. And he's he's one of them. And it it comes down to, like, look, we're paying this. This guy has has the third highest salary, I think, on our roster. And... Even when he comes back, where I feel like since the most, the majority of this season we've been playing Lamarcus at the five and going small, right? Having Derek White and Bryn Forbes on the floor a lot of the times to start games, and then with Rudy Gay and Demar Derozan, Rudy Gay has to has to kind of play big, and Lamarcus does too. But we're 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 getting up and down a lot more. I don't see a 
much minutes for Powell. Even though I want him here, I like Powell Gasol. I think he can help us. Are we paying him too much money? Yes. But could he help us? Sure. But, I mean, I don't know. But now that he's gone, it's like, okay, well, what does the rest of the buyout market look for us? Like, are there any good players out there that we can still pick up? And I looked at the buyout market, and and there's not re- there's not much. Not right now. Well, well, here's the thing, Rob. I mean, we can look at the buyout market, or we can look at the San Antonio Spurs market. And let's not forget that we've got Davis Bertans on our roster. We've got Jacob Podel. And these are all guys that need minutes. So really, from a managerial standpoint, I look at this move as a developmental move, more so a push to the playoffs. And it's precisely why I'm not mad at it. We're Paul and L.A., a hell of a high-low post combination? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I necessarily like Rudy Gay playing the top block? He's lead, he's leading the league, or he's leading the team in turnovers with 2.5 a game right now, so I want the ball out of his hands as much as possible, mm-hmm. and him making moves to the bucket, so getting these young guys in and getting them minutes is something I'm pretty excited for moving into playoffs. Yeah, and I guess that's the other option. If we don't go buyout market, and unless a name like Robert, uh, Robin Lopez, DeAndre Jordan, some something like that comes out of the buy of the of the buyout market in the next few days, I guess, or next week or so. I mean, there's there's not much left of the of the season. So I'd be okay with one of those guys, but we could give those minutes to like you said but the roster spots who are we going to put up are we going to just keep Lonnie Walker now let him stay with us um let's let's talk about Lonnie Walker I actually hey, hey he's what? he's chilling with you haven't seen him like like on uh on Martin Luther King Boulevard just chilling with that haircut and those shades he's in Austin he's, all the time he's he's kicking it on the east side in Austin on the east side off of MLK I don't know maybe it well, just, just I liked him before. I like him even more now. It's, it, seems, so, it seems like he would be that, like, you would see him there all the time. He's an intellectual. He's a smart dude. I think that's what uh, attracted. He is a smart guy. I agree. Attracted, uh, attracted us to him in the first place. And, and unfortunately, injuries, again, yeah. had a rough season. But I, I think it's someone that we really need to see come into their own. Now, speaking on Lonnie Walker. We have Jacob Podel, mm-hmm. Derek White, mm-hmm. and good old Davis. Uh-huh. So, Pau Gasol, six-time All-Star, four-time, four-time All-NBA, two-time NBA champ, yeah, rookie of the year. I mean, out of those players that I just listed, yeah. who's filling those shoes? Uh, like leadership-wise, it, I don't know, and and uh, on the court, off court, and that's the thing. I, I'm real big with not just what someone brings on, on the court, like s- somebody like Quincy Pondexter who never plays. All I hear is how he's like the best teammate anyone's ever had. You know what I'm saying? Like him and, right. you know, I, there's um, him and Joel Embiid are like best friends, things like this. I'm just like, wow, I don't even know this guy. This guy's just a high character individual. And that's exactly what you said. Like, Lon, that's what we like about Lonnie. There's this whole like story, dude. He like gave back to his school and like like his hometown and stuff. Like, like when 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 it was draft night, his hometown football stadium had a big party for him and was watching the draft on the screen. Like that just shows. Wow, that town really loves him. He must be just like a really man. Did you hear his his speech on draft day? I gotta ask. Like, it was one of the most impassioned speeches that I've heard really, on draft day. No, I think I was at a bar. I didn't really hear. I haven't heard, gone back and looked at it since. The dude, uh, the dude's gonna be an incredible teammate. I really think he's gonna come into his own as a a wing defender. Which, Rob, we need it, man. Well, I ho- he he's got all the. I don't know how he's doing in San Antonio besides the highlights that I see. I'm not in San Antonio, in Austin. Um, but 
Uh, is that toast? <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks like some toast just went off. Um, uh, hey, you know, I, getting a little lunch in. I've always been a little suspect of Lonnie Walker. Tell me why. On his def on his his defense, not his offense. I think he's gonna end up being like one of the best scorers in the league, like in four years. Once like he can get earn those minutes from us and earn that opportunity, like he's got all the tools. But so far right now, um, like in the summer league and some of the highlights that I've seen, I I don't know. Defense is tough. Defense is hard in the NBA. Rookies, it's very rare when a rookie can come in and guard in the league. It's just too fast. It's a different game. It usually takes a year or two to adjust to the Spurs way anyway. You know what I mean? That's why I like that he's learning all all this in the, in the G League in Austin. Agreed. And he's scoring like 20, 20 points a game or something like that right now. He's just balling out. You know, so and it's what Derek White went through. And look how good Derek White is helping us right now. And if there's one thing that the G League teaches players, and I have mixed feelings on the G League, mm -hmm. but if there's one thing it teaches them, it's how shitty the G League is and how bad they never want to go back. And once he earns a roster spot, which it's looking like he might, I don't see this guy with the amount of intelligence and drive that he possesses allowing for himself to get relegated down. Mm -hmm. So just from a motivation standpoint alone, mm -hmm. I mean, I agree. Like, when's the last time we saw a rookie come into the league and guard premier players in the Western Conference? Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, <laughs> his first year, he you know, you're, you're absolutely right. But look what happened there, you know? Yeah. We get one guy who can defend but, the ball, you know, and he's gone. Well... Kawhi Leonard did do that, but you know who's doing it right now? Not rookie, but sophomore Derek White. Dude, we threw Derek, we've thrown Derek White on top of uh, Kawhi Leonard both times that we played him. You believe that shit? I actually do believe that shit. Dude. And you know what? He reminds me a lot. And don't call me crazy here, but he reminds me of Russell Westbrook. He reminds me of a sane. Russell, Russell Westbrook. Sane Russell Westbrook. I like, I like, like that. Yeah. He's fearless. You put him up against anyone and he's going to get in your shirt and he's going to play defense and he's going to stay in your jersey the whole game. And it's one of the reasons why he shined on the court. You know, it's not his offensive prowess. And listen. Hold the thought right there, Gomes. Uh, let's take a break really quick to hear from our sponsors. A bucking Spurs podcast is brought to you by Ayers Energy. Why go solar? Listen. I'm a science teacher. I've been a science teacher for a long time. I can tell you exactly why we need to go solar because it's smart, it's clean, and it's renewable energy. Look, guys, our natural resources aren't going to last forever. Solar energy is by far the most plentiful resource that our planet has. The amount of energy that reaches us from the sun surpasses the volume of all other sorts of energy, including like wind and, and coal and geothermal and natural gases. You know, for homeowners and business owners, transitioning to a solar energy becomes a smart investment because you're reducing your dependence on fossil fuels, but you can also save money. And isn't that what it's all about? Saving money in the short term and in the long term with Eris Energy. It's proven time and time again that solar panels for home or commercial property can reduce the cost of your energy bill. Energy independence is what you want. And with Eris Energy, you can get it. If you're interested in solar panel installation on your house or business, make sure to email a bucking spurs podcast at gmail.com. Now, back to the pod. As much as I'd like to talk playoffs. Uh-huh. What are your thoughts on us missing, man? On us missing, it's not gonna happen. That's my thought. Like, check it out. because because the the Lakers and the and the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves are not gonna come. They're not gonna close the gap. Maybe Sacramento, but that means that it's gonna come down to like us, Sacramento, the Clippers, for those last two spots. Right. Right. And so. 
I like I would love to see us go to the seventh spot, play Denver in the first round, let Sacramento uh play Golden State. And I think that would be it actually you know, every time we see a series with the Golden State, you know it's gonna suck because they're just gonna beat everybody. But that would actually be an interesting series to watch. So I was I would be kind of cheering on that. But the Kings, but I think the Clippers are the ones that could actually beat the Warriors. That's that's what I think. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. Uh, I actually want to disagree there. Yeah, I want to say Sacramento is up and coming. Sacramento is balling right now. Have you heard what Darian Fox said about Manu and the Spurs? And did you hear about that? No, I heard what he said about Waterburger, and I really appreciate it. No, yeah, no, no, he he loves Manu. Like he was, he talks real high. Like he's just he he loves Manu, and he loves Waterburger. I'm like, yeah, man, that sucks does. that Derek White is so good because else I'd be like, dude, get get your ass over here. Just stop te- playing with my emotions and whatever, you know. He's my, he's teasing. He's yeah, teasing my crush. Right now. Yeah, my crush is getting really big. Like if we can get him over here and play him off the ball instead of D- Bryn Forbes, it's not gonna happen. They're gonna hold on to him forever. But it would be it would be fun. So looking at the playoffs, and I, I went ahead and took the liberty of pulling some numbers here, but. Rodeo road trip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. One and seven. Yep. One and seven on the road. Terrible. 11 and 22 on the road for the year. Does it matter where we land in the playoffs? Yes, because we're going to start it. However you want to slice it right now. Our first round matchup is we're going to start on the road, right? Because we're not getting a top right. four spot. So we've been a terrible road team. The rodeo road trip was depressing. It was depressing losing to New York. And then I'm watching the Oscars. And then Samuel Jackson is like, hey, Spike Lee. Hey, the Knicks won. Hey, you know, and and then he's like against the Spurs. I'm like, oh, Fuck man! Now everybody on national knows. TV. I know. I'm like now everybody knows how bad we can play. <laughs> I'm like, yep. You know we're yep. small market. We don't get that shit. I mean, here, here, you and I are hanging on to the one hope that everyone in the entire nation still looks at our franchise like a dynasty. And Samuel Jackson talks shit about us on national television. I don't know how much worse it gets. Um. It's interesting to note, though, I mean, I do want to talk about the culture of the rodeo road trip. Um, You and I have been throwing back the concept of the death of the big three Mm -hmm. and the timeline surrounding that, right? Yeah. So for the sake of today, let's say post-big three. So we're saying... PBT, all right? So we're year one PBT. PB3. We'll do that. PB3. PB3. Oh, I like that. I like that. Dude, it's got a great ring. How did we not come up with that already? I don't know. I digress. It's it's a real thing, though. It is. This is like a serious thing. And for the listeners out there, this uh, term has been coined. Trademark (laughs) is in the works. So... Uh, year be, one PB three. It's, it's gonna it's gonna be on a shirt on Amazon. We'll 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 let you know when it comes on. I actually got a tattoo of it on my back, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be marking every year it takes for us to get another championship. It's so look like a prison wall. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, no. I, I just I just want to talk about a culture change. Okay, mm-hmm. so anyone anyone who's watched a Spurs game, you've seen Greg Popovich on the sidelines. Now, what I've seen Greg Popovich doing on the sidelines is getting real comfy in that chair of his and letting the letting the Etoire Messinas and letting Becky Hammond and, and letting Udoka and all the young guys that he's bringing up really start to shine. Yeah. Um, I, unfortunately, with the untimely passing of his wife, um, I know that's, that's it being thing. that's that, this is a that's a whole other timeline, man. Like for him, you know, like, yeah, this is he's, he's gone through it. Life. You know what? He's gone. <laughs> you know what? 
instead of like going home and and like telling his wife like kind of venting to his wife he's been kind of venting a little bit more to the media i feel like this year yeah um he's he's starting to use his platform for a lot of the things that i'm sure he had conversations with his wife about and you can tell man you can tell it's just not the same for him yeah um and it and it's translated onto the court so in years past rodeo road trip was always a massive bonding experience for the team right very important thing to us yes super important so we had Manu Ginobili and Boris Diaw best friends like when it, when we're on the road trip we see them all over town doing fun stuff bonding Patty Mills in the mix um and speaking of Patty Mills they interviewed him when we got back and the dude just seemed depressed as all get out and when we're not using these road trips as a bonding experience as a young team and we're rolling into the playoffs i mean culture uh, culture and branding i feel is just so huge for our franchise and it's dying and if you don't agree please uh please chime in but i feel like it's dying and it's a sad thing to watch yeah the culture has changed and i feel like <clears throat> before pop knew what it was like he knew for so long i get on this guy i get on this guy i do i say this to him i say this to him and this is and that's how they work and now he's like okay well demar is a very sensitive individual you know like he has this whole depression thing that that he's been very public about which is which is great um but he's a whole other animal you have to keep LaMarcus happy. You're trying to relate with these young guys like Bertans and Bryn Forbes and Derek White, and you're and you're demanding so much out of them, and, and you're trying to get the best out of them. And, and it's like a whole new thing now with with this, you know, year one post uh, post Timmy, post Big Three, post everybody, you know. So it's PB three, and I don't know if he's up for it. And and I think that's kind of what you're trying to say is like, you know what? He's just not kind of into it the same and i can understand why it's it's different it's without his wife it's 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 you know it, him and rc are, are going to be there together i feel like until until the end you know but i can see that pop maybe shifting his focus more towards usa basketball and like if he was like okay I'm going to step down from the Spurs in a, in like a year or two years, and I'm going to devote all my time and energy to USA basketball for the next 10 years. You know what I mean? Or the next two Olympics, you know what I mean? Like then. I, so so I let me tell okay. you, let okay. me tell you why, why I think you're absolutely correct. So I give him a year. I think that it's very plausible that this might be the last year we're watching Greg Popovich coach. And I think that for a couple of reasons. So I touched on culture. If you look at our roster, two years ago, we had a league leading 12 individuals from different parts of the world on our team. So when we when we melt down culture to its very most primitive level, right, we had an immense amount of culture on the squad. If you look now, we have four international players, and like that's like they just want to say they're international players, but... They all played ball here in the States. So he's just like not surrounded by the same amount of stimuli that he had previously. Yeah. And I don't know if you've been watching uh, any USA qualifiers, but Van Gundy, mm -hmm. have you seen that dude coaching? Oh, yeah. He uh, he coaches the USA qualifying team. Qualifying team. It was just a bunch of uh, D-League players. Derek White played for him. Right. Yeah. And he is coaching with tenacity. He's excited. He's ready to go. And if Popovich can run a team full of culture where he's traveling the world and doing the things that stimulates him. Yeah, he I mean, loves that. he loves that. It's such a right. perfect fit, you know, for him and all the players love him. And so, like, he has these summer camps every summer where he has the best players in the world in his gym. You know, he has all these NBA top, the top 30 guys, you know, in the NBA, and they all come, the USA ones, you know what I mean? And then they come out. <clears throat> you know, he loves that. 
and then like you said he'll get to travel dude and go to italy and have wine or whatever or wherever the qualifiers exactly. are and see different places and new places what's the next is it tokyo 2020 tokyo right tokyo Shoot, tokyo dude, that's next and summer that's he's summer. coached half the guys that are competing in, the, in yeah. men's basketball and olympics right so um that's that's going to be interesting to look forward to and i uh, 100% agree i think he's going to go all in on usa basketball unfortunately that means that pb3 is going to turn into oh yeah pb pop <laughs> yeah no i totally for we we went way off topic my bad but but dude the the rodeo uh, let's get back to the rodeo road trip cuz Dude, it was a grind, dude. And the only the only win we can pull out was against Memphis. And like everybody's supposed to beat Memphis, but everybody's supposed to beat New York. And and two years ago, I think it was, we lost to New York on the road, just like we did now. And it it moved us down like two spots at the end of the day. Like when the playoffs came like a few weeks later, just very similar to now, but Mm -hmm. that year we're in the sixth spot and we ended up in the eighth spot. I think that year, just like, and by one game, but on the last day of the season, you know how nothing gets decided until the last day of the season with the Western conference. It's all over. And we dropped by one game. I'm like, man, dude, that fucking game to the Knicks. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, how do how what do we lose that game? And it's like, the, oh, I feel the and same that put way. that put us with Houston and Chris Paul, yeah, and his bullshit buzzer beater. Oh, no, the Clippers. That's exactly the yeah, game that's game. right. Yeah, exactly. and he shot his yep. buzzer beater over Tim Duncan, yep. and it. I officially hated Chris Paul. That was 2015. That 2015, the, our, the year after we won, and yep, and not only it wasn't just that New York game. I remember. I feel like we lost to New Orleans on purpose on that last game of the season because. The head coach was Monty Williams, and, like, they needed a win to go to the playoffs, and he's just, like, an ex-Spurs guy, and I feel like we just kind of did him a solid. We didn't play Timmy a lot and whatever that night, and then they won, got in the playoffs, and then, yeah, but it, it we, fucked, we would fucked do us. That. It, yeah, but it fucked us. You know what I mean? They got so, by the Warriors. So, looking at the road trip, all right. Gosh. We let New York score 130 points on us. Yeah. We let Toronto score 120 points on us. Yeah. I, Rob, let's, let's think back to the last time we went to the finals. We let LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh score no, no more than 90 points per game on us. Yeah. And we're, we're allowing over 110 points a game. I hate to be the optimistic pessimist here, but I would not be angry to see us out of the playoffs this year. You see, I and, feel like if that was the decision, I don't I don't want I don't know. I we'll, we'll get like another top 15 pick the way we did last year. You know, last year we got swept in the first round and we actually had a pretty good pick. You know what I mean? It was like what, mm-hmm. was it 18. It was 18. We, you know, we'll probably move up a, a couple slots. But I, 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 this defensive effort by our guys, it's so tough to watch, dude. And it was kind of like my my basketball team this year, mm-hmm. my varsity squad. It's like, man, they're playing so hard, dude. Like, they're playing so hard. It's almost like... I, I don't want to get mad at them because their effort is there, but we just fucking keep getting scored on, man. You know what I mean? Like, we just fucking cannot get stops. And the Spurs have games where they can get stops, and then they have games where they give up, like you said, you know, 130-some points a game. And it's really funny because Pop knows. Pop knows how important this is how important it is to be one of the best defensive teams in the league, like top three, if you even want to have a shot at the title. Like, like we, we know this. And this year, it's just been so frustrating. It's been so frustrating because they, they just can't – with this personnel, we can't get it done on the defensive end of the floor. 
You know what I mean? Like no, Brent Forbes, absolutely not. Davis Bertans is not a good defender. Marco Bellinelli is not even that great a defender. So like, okay, okay, okay. So let's talk about our shooting guards, right? Our shooting guards and our point guards. Those are the two main positions in the league right now. That's where all the all-stars are, especially here in the Western Conference where you got Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard. Um, you got uh, McCollum also that handles the ball over there. You know, just, uh, you know, Steph Curry, and, and, Thompson, all these And these are all guys, these are all guys that have figured it out, yeah. right? Like, they know. Yeah. They know the speed. They know the flow of the game. And who do we have? Patty? Yeah, who, who do we have that is going to guard these guys? Exactly. Derek White. Derek White is the only guy that I've seen is capable to of being smart. I don't even, he's not even like a great athlete. He's good, but he's just so smart. That's how and he he's and he's fearless. And he's fearless. And and I wanted to make this this uh, a little analogy here, but uh, I don't know. Are you familiar with Shea Serrano? Yes. So the dude has a theory that uh, Russell Westbrook was injected with uh, Wolverine uh, <laughs> blood, and that's what's going on with him. So I feel like Derek White is Westbrook with no Wolverine blood in him, right? So he's he's a pit bull. He's going to get in your jersey. He's yeah. fearless. He's going to attack you no matter who the hell you are. Yeah. It's because he, he looks like he, the, the predator. <laughs> it's because he's got those ears. They're like radars, right? Like he can pick up yeah. what the other player is going to do before he even does it. Um I just don't think that he's got the flow of the game down. And that's a major issue, and it's showing. So one thing I wanted to point out, from last year to this year, speaking on the point guard and shooting guard defensive positions, yeah, we've seen a 20% de- decrease in the amount of steals that we've been able to manage on a game-to-game basis. Yeah. Well, uh, that's- how- how much of that is Kawhi leaving? Yeah. A lot. But how much of that is effort and knowledge and know-how, right? It's it's it's, it's all of the above. It's all the above. And it's it's not just Kawhi. It's Danny and it's Kyle Anderson. And Agreed. It's, and it's uh, who, who else did we lose? I don't know. But those three, those were our best. And they all started. And they all started for the most part. You know, Kyle started when Kawhi was out, but still – that's yep. why we were able to compete and kind of secure ourselves in the West is because, man, we can defend. You know, like we were giving the ball to LaMarcus. DeJounte Murray was having himself a year. Also, and that's another one. DeJounte, oh, my God. Let's let's talk about oh, that. I, I mean. That's the answer. That's that right That's there the answer. Is that, the, I mean, and, and we both knew that, Rob. Yeah. We both knew that day one when we didn't have Deontay Murray and his eight-foot wingspan to guard the top his of the shoulders, key. shoulders, dude? Oh, my God, dude. This kid is a freak of nature, and he's a prototypical Greg Popovich defensive player. And if it wasn't for what was a pretty damn gruesome injury in the beginning of the season – I see us in that three to six slot that we both thought we would be in. Yes, that's that's so true, dude. Oh, that's so true, dude. I, I, it's funny how – well, it's because it is what it is, right? The season, it is what it is. Like, okay, uh, okay, because uh, – what do you call it? De, uh, DeJounte went down. We we that, Okay, it is what it is. Kawhi left. Okay, it is what it is. Okay, Paul what are you Gasol, gonna do? Paul Gasol's hurt. Okay, it is what it is. Rudy Gay's hurt. Okay, it is what it is. Derek White was out a lot of the beginning of the season. Okay, it is what it is. He was out two games on the road trip. You know, and we don't have. What are you gonna to, do? To me, yeah, it is what it is. It's just been one of those kind of seasons, and I feel we don't have a chance without Derek White. And, I, and that's kind of where I would disagree with you. Um. That's where I would disagree with. I, I think the only times it looks like there is even a flow to the game is when Derek White is there, is starting. Because Agreed. he he's he's like Russell Westbrook. Exactly, dude. I like that analogy because he's a type of guard that's going to push the ball and try to get to the rim every time unless he's being smart. And, and he's, he comes down and looks for uh, LaMarcus, looks for Rudy Gay. Dude, he's real heady, but then he knows when to go and attack the rim and score. 
and he can shoot. He just hasn't figured it out like that we need him to sh- or that or how much he should be shooting and how much he should be deferring. But he, well, I think when he's the only out. defensive present on presence on the floor, how much can we expect and ask of this guy on offense, right? Yeah. Well, he drops dimes. That's why I love he, him because he drops dimes. He he drops dimes, and that's one thing that we're doing really well this year is. I'm looking at uh, our assists are up. <laughs> it's our assists are way up. As a matter of fact, we're averaging for for Kawhi. That's the difference. So we don't have an ISO offense, right? So in the, in the years previous, we had Tim Duncan on the low block, yeah. Tony Parker going off ball, running around, looping around the baseline, and we had Tim Duncan all day long, Kawhi Leonard all day long. Now it's a team effort. We're seeing percentages as high as 80% on scores that are assisted. We have players that are literally being fed by Derek White open left and shots. right. Yeah, yeah, they're they're being fed open shots. Exactly. He gets to the paint, dude. He comes off a pick and roll, gets to the paint. He knows he's just so smart and he can finish at the rim. So he like he knows. Okay, option A, finish. Option B, uh, dump it off to Lamarcus, whoever my my roller is. Or option C, kick out to a wide open uh, shooter. And it's like Manu. He has that Manu smartness with the ball in his hands. Like he's gonna drive to the hole and if the big man becomes open. He can get him the ball, or he can go and score. He just makes the right decision. And without him, obviously, we don't have a true point guard because Dejounte Murray was the only other one. You know, Patty Mills is a combo guard. Yeah, uh, Bryn Forbes is a, is the same exact thing, combo guard. Um, and those two guys are are backup point guards. You know, but a lot of our assists go up because of DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan's averaging like six point something, six six assists a game. Kawhi would average six, like one, two. Six assists a game, but 2.3 turnovers. Mm-hmm. We're talking, we're, we're leading the team in turnovers with DeMar DeRozan. And for a guy who plays off the ball like he does, those are not numbers that I like to see. Yeah. And you and I definitely agreed from day one. Well, I don't know if we've agreed. However, Brent, Brent turns over the ball too, man. Brent yep. turns over the ball. Rudy turns over the ball. Um, Marco turns over the ball. Um, uh, DeMar DeRozan turns over the ball. Like are those are, those are our four best guards, you know, besides Derek white, you know, and they're, and, and they're all turnover machines, man. Like, they're not turnover machines, but they definitely get their shared turnovers throughout consistently throughout a game. And <clears throat> dude, that leads to transition defense. And that's the hard part, bro, is that when we're turning over the ball, we give it to them, okay, here you go. This is the NBA. They're gonna go score on us. That's how you give up more points a game. That's how you get, you know, that's how leads uh gr- that's how you Leads go. That's how they go on big runs, and you end up being down twelve, fifteen, and now we're trying to uh, fight back. But uh, and and it'll, it's going to be very interesting to see what we do in terms of coaching moving into the playoffs. Because I agree, historically we've been a half court team. We we don't push the ball, right? We, we get did, half we, court. We, we, we set up. We, we push, run set plays. We push the ball for this, two years and won a championship. It's one of them. That's it. And now we're going to have to completely reevaluate the way that we're looking at defense and at the pace of the game. So it's something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, dude. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with our personnel. I mean, it's just what do we have? You know, what type of yeah. do we have? I think um, what's going to be really important is Derek White, 100%. Mm-hmm. Not only defensively, but offensively. And it is that intuition that gives you the sense that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And in a couple of years, he will. Oh, he's going to be really good. I think that you got to start him and DeJounte, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, and one more person. I think that's a hell of a lineup, especially with L.A. Why have we not talked about how good he's been this year? 
Lamarcus Aldridge, he's our rock. He's our all-star. And he's finally getting what he wants. So all we can do now, Gomes, is look at what's in front of us. I think, what do you think about the past two games, the two uh, meetings versus Toronto this season? Well, I thought they were a hell of a lot of fun, man. Um, Kawhi's return to San Antonio and all the shade that he threw at us <laughs> subtly in his true nature was mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, came out with the dub. And watching DeMar go back to Toronto and receive the amount of love that he did was actually kind of a revelation to how much this dude means to that city yep. and what, what he could potentially mean to us. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly, dude. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's just that kind of character guy because we could have got a lot for Kawhi. We could have got the whole Laker package or the whole Boston package or whatever. But we ended up pulling DeMar DeRozan and Jakob Pertl out of Toronto. You know, really random. No one really saw it coming until the reports came out a little bit before it, it happened. Um, but I those it, it's got to be because of character. And that's the way we do things. <laughs> and it's, it's undisputable. I mean, Danny Green. Yeah. Best athlete in the world? No. Passionate? Yes. A human being, yes. someone with pat with passion and intellect, yeah. um, someone who with sensitivity, right? Like these are the dudes that community. pop yeah. can reach, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I'm excited to see it. I think his anger needs to subside a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think his ego still has a lot of shrinking to do, mm -hmm. but once that occurs. I could see a super max deal on the table depending on the outcome of the playoffs this year. For who? For DeMar. For DeMar. An extension? Because I think yep. he's locked in this year, next year. How many years do we have him locked in for? Three? Uh, after this next season, he's a restricted free agent. Okay. But what I would like to see we'll is a renegotiation of his contract mm -hmm. to lock him in Supermax. And I just think he needs to show a little composure. Yeah. In the remainder, what, 20 games, 18 games that we have? Yeah. And he'll get that money. And he will. Yeah. He'll get it. If if we're gonna give it to anybody, it's gonna be him and Lamarcus, and when they're already the two. They're already getting paid, you know. But it would be cool to extend these guys. Now, I thought that Kawhi deserved every single boo that he got when he came to San Antonio, but I am not. On that bandwagon, I think he just deserves he deserves it from us at least once. Bad the way it went down. Now when he comes back, maybe we give him a a little a golf clap. You know, give him a little golf clap. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. I want to go on record and say that I absolutely despised that man for quite some time mm -hmm. like i think you said it best and it truly resonated with me like it's like a girlfriend that you put so much effort into maintaining that relationship right and building that relationship and like really creating the best girlfriend that you could possibly have <laughs> like yeah. this girlfriend does everything for you right yeah and then all of a sudden you start getting cold shoulder the passion's gone, right? Yeah. And and then she just leaves. Yeah. How do you how how do you not hate that, right? Uh -huh. But you're right. He's got the hate. He he's got the hate that he deserves. We we've, yeah. we've given it to him. It's time to forgive and forget. And mm -hmm. it's a really interesting thing because I found myself recently forgiving him in a really profound way. And I think what Kawhi Leonard did to a beloved franchise such as our Spurs is 
it's going to be a springboard for some really crazy things in the landscape of sports. Um, you know, you know how passionate I am about sports and its importance to uh, social reform and really just yeah a lot of things, right? So it's a, it's a, re- it's I a mean, reflection of civilization in a way, for sure. It is. It is. What's going and on outside? Yeah. But we look at what Kawhi did and we hated it, but then we see. We see Markel Fultz, right? Yeah. We see even across sports, we see Le'Veon Bell, we see uh, Antonio Brown, and a lot of us look at those guys and say, how selfish, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the more important conversation is the plight of the professional athlete. And I think these guys are coming up with more inventive ways to use their platform to further their careers and further their quality of life. And I think it's wrong for us to be upset at that. Yeah. No, yeah, I I agree. I don't like parts of it, but there's a lot of it that I do agree with. I think that they should be able to control where they want to play and try to get the most money possible. But... There's got to be like some structure, you know what I mean? There's got to be some, there's got to be protocol. Like all this, we're seeing it again. Kawhi did it. Now we're seeing it with Anthony Davis. It was Kyrie first, then it was Kawhi, and it was Paul George, or it was, and then Anthony Davis has requested a trade mid-season and still has to play. But let's talk about the way he did that. Yeah. He did that very vocally. He did that in the his public agent. eye. Yeah, his agent. Yeah, Rich Paul. What, what did Kawhi do? His uncle, Uncle Dennis. He, we but heard it all. He, and, he, and he sat on the bench. He didn't and do he, anything. Yeah. And he didn't cry. He didn't go to the media. He didn't bitch. He just wrote out the rest of his sentence right kind of seemed like he thought he was in jail in san antonio he wrote out the rest of the sentence and and he did it quietly yeah so when we're preserving the integrity of sports and acknowledging its importance in our in our society i think money moves like Kawhi's making Mm -hmm. like fultz has made quietly professionally mm-hmm. i think there you go that's the right in, word in in terms of the betterment of the individuals because yes these men are getting paid millions and millions of dollars but what they mean to the cities that they belong to and what the programs mean to the overall betterment of the community is worth way more than what a lot of people give them credit for yeah so looking forward, I'd really like to dig into that because uh, I know that you and I have similar yet conflicting opinions, and I think it'd be a fun topic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. These I, I feel bad for New Orleans, even though I just – not even for the organization. I feel bad for, like, the team, like the players – that still have to play on the Pelicans and, like, go through all this bullshit now. You know what I mean? That's what I don't like. But if he wants to get out and go somewhere else, go for it. Just there's got to be a way where the Pelicans don't suffer for it so much. Like, they shouldn't be playing Anthony uh, Davis right now. I mean, and if you don't mind, let's take let's look at – Le'Veon Bell's situation. Mm-hmm. I'm sure our listeners are familiar with the similarities between Kawhi Leonard and Le'Veon Bell's seasons, right? Yeah. In the beginning of the season, Le'Veon Bell's an offensive lineman who get paid more than any other offensive lineman on average in the league. We're all saying, hey, bro, you get paid 10 times the amount that we do. You should show up and do your fucking job. And if not then you don't belong here. Let's fast forward 16 games and let's see the Steelers in a position to make a Super Bowl push 
And what are these guys saying? Oh, hey, man. No big deal, bro. Yeah. Come on back. Yeah. Let's let's get you playing, right? Mm-hmm. So when you look at these individuals who are incredible athletes, Le'Veon Bell's touching the ball 30 times, 40 times a game. Who gives a shit what his salary is? And it's nobody's business. And it's this man's life. And we need to stop looking at athletes in general, specifically Kawhi Leonard, as, as commodities and start looking at them as human beings. And I truly believe that that's how important these individuals are. They are, they are, and and when you're talking about when you're talking about the NFL or the NBA, they're, they're such a huge influence on culture, society, and it's they should have the power to dictate, and we'll get over it eventually. They're gonna they're gonna have they're not gonna have all the power, but they're gonna have a lot of it. Oh no, they're gonna have all the power. Don't. Don't be mistaken. Uh, in two years, we're going to see LeBron James as an owner in the NBA, and we're going to see him shake things up. Uh, we're going to see him dominating the entertainment and music industry. And the yep. the upcoming and the downfall of the institutions who have been very oppressive to the people who are making the money is going to crumble. And... It's something that I'm incredibly excited and interested to see unfold. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that's going to be our time today. Thank you so much, man. I kept you here a lot longer than I wanted to, but we got to do it it again. My pleasure. (laughs) Go Spurs, go, baby. Go Spurs, go. That's right. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. We'll uh, bring you on again, dude. Maybe same time next week. Sounds good to me, man. Always a pleasure. All right. Catch you later, Gomes. Big shout out to Gomes for coming on the pod. Al Gomes. Um, he's going to be coming on more often. We got Phil Gomes going to be coming on soon. We got a bunch of boys, a bunch of Spurs, Spurs Nation all over the place wants to come on this show. And they're going to get on this show. And they're going to talk Spurs basketball because it's a bucking Spurs podcast. You know how it goes. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Make sure to share this episode. Share the love. Go Spurs, go.